your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to me. Put your hands together. 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 I'm Maria Butcher. I'm your special guest host. Thank you. Give it up for me. For putting your hands together, the show that is also a podcast. How many of you guys listen to the podcast? Awesome. And do you guys love it? Yes. Thank you for that enthusiastic yes. And those of you guys who don't listen to it, listen to how awesome it is. These guys love it. They think it's fantastic. How are you guys doing tonight? It's very packed in here. There's people on the floor. Which is making me really nervous because I just got a new puppy. Which is like a new... So I just want to go... To you guys. Just, just to keep you in line. It's making me so nervous. He's so tiny and so cute. He's a little terrier chihuahua. And his name is Murphy. And he came in a jean jacket. I'm not kidding. I really wanted a dog. But I especially wanted a cute dog. So I could get more likes on my Instagram. It is working out really well. He's great. Jean jacket. A dog in a jean jacket. Just imagine that. Any dog, really, in a jean jacket. English terrier. Is that a thing? English bulldog. French bulldog. Golden retriever. I'd even go with a pug. A pug in a jean jacket. Come on. That would break your heart. It is October, which means Halloween. Who's ready for Halloween? A couple people. You guys dress up. I stopped dressing up once I, I was Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice. <laughs> I felt like this is enough. My work here is done. And my girlfriend was Gina Davis too, and we carried around the book. It was, we killed it at Halloween. We pretty much finished all Halloweens on that Halloween. Like in 2008, the year Halloween died. I love Halloween though. It's like, it has a special place in my heart as, like, as a gay kid. This was the only time of year that it was socially acceptable for me to dress up as my favorite thing, which is a man. <laughs> Mom would just look at me in a suit like, oh, Clark Kent again? <laughs> my favorite costumes were, uh, you know, as mentioned, the man, also dressed up as Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, the Scarecrow from A Wizard of Oz. Not Dorothy. Not at all. The Scarecrow, for sure. Uh, but then my, my absolute favorite was I had a Supergirl PJ set when I was a little kid, and I would tuck in the skirt. <laughs> I was killing it. I, uh, last week when I hosted, I was a guest host last week, shared with you guys some of my butch blues. A couple of the problems. Uh, the, unforese the unseen... Subtle gay rights struggles, the butch blues. But specifically the butcher's blues in this case. So I thought I'd share with you guys a couple more of those. Um, I am recently, since I'm on stage now, hosting every now and then, I have to wear makeup for the first time in my life. Whew, what is going on with that? I don't know how to put it on. Is there like a gun or something that I use for it? Can I enlist one of you guys to like run and throw it on me or something? Can't figure it out. That's number one. 
I, uh, the other one, I cannot find pants. Do any women have this problem? Any non-butch women have this problem? Do any, you do? What is your problem with women's jeans? Don't Just go don't go up high enough? Mine don't go low enough. <laughs> what if I just wore like, and then like a thong? And I was like, these are my... My problem is that they have non-functioning pockets. I don't know, yes, some women are agreeing with me. Guys, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm sure the uh, gay men in the audience are probably already aware of this, but like, the women's pockets, this is like as far as you can get your hands in. What are you gonna do with that? I need to put keys and like camouflage makeup and like a canteen in there. And then the back pockets, they look like a lit up slot machine. There's like all those rhinestones and stuff. Who what? What adult wants to wear that? What child wants to wear that for that matter? Gross. I feel like they might as well just make pants that light up when you walk, like those kids' shoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just want a pant, you know? And then one of my other problems, my recent problems, is that uh, I'm recently engaged. Thank you. Um, so people like to find, they want to know the story, but people tend to say, well, you asked, right? And like, okay, just because I have this haircut and this jean jacket and this general like James Dean kind of a look does not necessarily mean that I asked and, and played the man because there's never a man in the relationship. That's the whole definition of lesbianism. But that being said, I did ask. <laughs> I am having a hard time with, uh, with makeup. I'll go back to that. Because the, also the last time that I wore makeup, I was like a little kid. I was like four years old. My mom used to get those little um, like trial lipsticks. I don't know if you guys, they're like so tiny. And so she'd like let me play with them because I was a little girl, so she thought I would want them. She went to work, I was playing with them. Then I, she came home and I had painted my entire face red and said, I am the devil. <laughs> no more makeup. I also uh, went home to Ohio recently, uh, visited with my dad and my fiance, met my dad for the first time. It was very interesting. We. Uh, sat down at the table, and uh, my fiance has like a side mullet. She has Cameron Esposito, of course. I'm gonna just say that, because most of you guys know that. It's fine. More feminine than me. Uh, and this is also my dad. So we're sitting at the kitchen table with him. We sit down, introduce, I introduce her to him, and he goes, wow, you guys sure look alike. <laughs> this is my dad, my own father. No, we look alike. We're just gay. Dad. Awesome. Well, are you guys ready to get this show going? Because I sure am. We have some awesome first guests. You guys might have seen them uh, on their sketch show called Human Giant, or possibly The League, or possibly Children's Hospital. You guys give it up for Rob Hubel and Paul Shear, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having hey, us. Hey, Paul. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing? Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> yeah. 
we're very excited to be on the show to talk awesome. about our new line of men's fashion that Rob and I are releasing. Super excited. Um, a lot of times, it's hard for you know, it's hard for men to. Someone's coming out of the bathroom right now. <laughs> but it's hard for men, it's like, hard yeah. for men to find like a dressy novelty T-shirt. Yeah, and that's something that we've. Because a lot really of hey, I'm wearing a novelty T-shirt right now. It's not very dressy. It has a typo dressy. on it. Yeah. But this is from Hill Valley, very nice Back yeah. to the Future. This is, that's a great shirt. Wow, I didn't yeah. even see it all until now. It is pretty good. I mean, yeah. I wear a typo and all. Where's the typo? Rhythmic. Rhythmic. Uh, it seems yeah. like we should talk about things that people can see on a. Well, I mean, we just is talk about a video. Is it a video? Well, here's this is video, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. this, this is video. Is video. A, I just I crank it and it's taking video. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, so we're making a, a line of high fashion novelty T-shirts. Uh, you know, you think like, what is that? Like a tuxedo T-shirt? No. Uh, it's just more like uh, you know a, a really fancy arrow that says like beer goes in here and then the bo- and another arrow on the bottom. What would that say? Well, um, it goes out. Here. I wasn't listening to what you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. I was, oh, what are you excited about, Rob? What are you? Um, what are you? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you, what's? What I just got Directv today. Ooh. And I'm really. Do you watch a lot of television? I don't. I don't have a TV right now, but not on purpose. Just because I haven't. That sounds like. How can? What do you mean, not on purpose? It's. I don't have she like a bumper got, sticker that says "Kill your TV" on my right. car. There's That's certain people who are you know? aggressive about saying that they don't yeah, own but, a yes. TV. But it's not an accident. Your TV didn't like walk away. No, it didn't leave me. It didn't pass away. I didn't. Was it but you didn't. <laughs> it was not stolen. But there's an issue that like, you may have lived with somebody who had a TV, and then yeah. that was their TV, and now you're yeah. in a different Did you lose spot. the TV because of a breakup? I just moved, and then I got rid of the TV, which was not a good move. Sure. Yeah. In my move. Yes. So, I don't know. I should have kept the TV. But you, well, yeah. I don't know what I'm in for. And by the way, I don't want this to sound like a commercial for a DirecTV, because those people may be assholes. For yeah. I, know. I, I have like to do a lot of DirecTV plugging on the league. Uh, wow. We are because oh, it's Directv's is sponsor, so we always have to use Directv remote controls and, oh. and watch Directv channels. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, for anybody, if you're not even a football fan, there's an amazing show on there called Red Zone Channel, where basically it's like somebody switches the channel for you, so you only watch when the football is in the red zone. So wow, you basically sit that in front like of the TV. best version of football it's I've ever heard. The best. It's nonstop action from like from ten in the morning to like four Why at night. Can't they it's they like just apply just, that to like yeah. every show. Like it yeah. just gets like you there when the cool just shit is the happening. climax. And yeah. never yeah. you're never watching anything boring. It's yeah. Yeah. the best. I think you guys it, should make that. that it should is. Like make be, that TV. Yeah. Yeah. That should be real TV. We're in the wrong business. I don't know how they have the market on it. It's such a genius. Idea. So it's a dude. But the funny thing I heard about this guy. You have to plug DirecTV. The way you're so enthusiastic about this. Guys, I love DirecTV. (laughs) That's why. Because it's the TV that I want directly. Awesome. You guys feeling good? I feel great. Great enough to bring up your next comic. You might know him as uh, the voice of Mort from Bob's Burgers. You may have also seen him on Letterman. You guys give it up for the amazing Andy Kindler, everybody. Hey, Andy Kindler, how are you? Is it just audio? Yeah, just audio. Oh, That's oh, all right. okay. I thought it would be we are filming. Oh, oh no. Go, no, no, it's very... No, Caitlin, no, you'll fil- get out of here. No, we're audioing. Silent. Um, so what have you got? I don't got? have to I... worry about how I'm looking. No, not at all. But you look fantastic. So, don't lie. Come on. That's yeah. a great dress shirt. I know I'm hot. Sure. Yeah. But I always wonder, 
Am I too hot for comedy? I've been doing this line for about 20 yeah. years. Am I too handsome for comedy? Well, I, I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's a great line. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I don't have more than that. <laughs> well, uh, Ryan on, on, from... On that subject, I mean. Yeah. Well, Ryan from uh, Ryan McMenamin, our co-producer from ASD Records, mentioned to me that you have a record in the works. I have... Well, it's not in the works. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be re- recorded here. Oh, awesome. So that's, I guess in the works means uh, I'm supposed it's to be happening. working on it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be on AST Records. Yeah. I was trying to make a joke out of that, but uh, recently I'm finding that I may have lost it completely. You know, it's gone for me now. So this, this record will be an interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be more the, the, uh, the sad side of me. Ooh. The, no, sad, what, the sad clown kind of a sad, well, sad single clown. tear kind of a. Well, but I don't like props, so yes, uh, I don't mind big red shoes. Sure, but I don't but like props. No further. See, than even that. this material is weak. I'm the comic who does weak material, and then says it's weak, and then that stops working after a while. <laughs> then just people say, "Oh, it's very sad. It's very sad." No, no, yeah. I'm in the prime of my what is it career? Yeah, and we're taping it here. Uh, on uh, in in December, early awesome. December. Great, third yeah. and fifth or something. That's what I think. I think somewhere yeah, yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what other stuff have you got going on? That's it. I'm putting Just all my that. eggs in the uh, in the CD basket. In the CD bin. Yeah. Well, well don't say bin because that's where it usually ends up being like ninety nine cents. Okay. Well, no. I take it back. The CD uh, case. No, I got lots of stuff. Tri- yeah. I got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Most of it I can't talk about because of uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah, <laughs> uh, because it's. Um, I don't want the ideas to get out there. Sure. Because people will find out that they're, they're not really good ideas. Yeah. Then they'll try and not take them. Then they'll, yeah, then they'll put them away. Uh, but I also, um, uh, what else am I doing? I wish I had more to plug. That's okay. Don't you think it would be good if I did? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be in Helium in Portland. Oh. Uh, I love that club. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. When's that going to be, do you know? Uh, it's going to be the end of this month. I think it's the 20. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Cool. I'm not up on dates. People should look at that. Andy Kindler, you guys. <laughs> Andy did that impression, and it reminded me that I've been working on one. Is it okay if I do that for you guys real quick? Now, you have to be familiar with the 90s children's toy, My Pal 2. A couple people are aware. Let's see how this goes. It's my pal, too. Hi. It's not a good impression. <laughs> I am killing my pal, too. That's fine. How are you guys doing? Having a good time so far? Woo! Awesome. Um, I figured you guys could get to know me a little bit. I'm a little new up here. Uh, new on the put your hands together. Uh, you guys, my name is Rhea Butcher, and that is not a fake name. It is funny because it's true. I am butcher than you. And I'm also a lifetime vegetarian. Like, born and raised my entire life. The last name, Butcher. (laughs) Been living with that irony the whole time. But not very much iron in my diet. I am just like an ingrained vegetarian. Like, I can't, I've thought about it. I've tried to think about trying meat and I just can't do it but I do know when I go to a restaurant and I order something if I take a chance and I just order what I want and I start eating it and I go wow this tastes amazing the next thing I say is is there meat in this and it always is true (laughs) it's always true I am so much a vegetarian that when I was five years old 
I received uh, for Christmas a human-sized box full of vegetarian hot dogs that come in a can. And I was excited about it. That's how much of a vegetarian I am. Are you guys ready to keep the show going? Awesome. Uh, your next comic has an album out on iTunes. It's called Mostly Live. You guys give it up for Brent Weinbach, everybody. Awesome. Hey, Brent, uh, what have you been up to in your comedy stuff? I've been listening to this really groovy number right now. Cool doo-wop that we've got in the background. It's, a good it's like the beginning of Rocky or something. Uh, I've been just trying to, you know, write some good summer jams, R&B yeah. jams, just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just transition into yeah. R&B vocalizing. That's great, because you know, we didn't really have, like, a passion. like a summer jam. Do you feel like maybe you might write the next summer jam? I mean, that's that's my that's my dream, yeah. is to write the ultimate summer jam. Right. You know? And, well, I think he's writing it for me right he's, now. Actually. Yeah, you should steal that. Pop it in somewhere else. You know what I've been listening to lately is Gary Portnoy. You know about Gary really? Portnoy? I, yes, I do. I've, you do? No, I've heard of that name before. I don't think I've listened to him, though. Well, It's like soul... No. no okay, he, totally I mean, wrong. He's, he's no best known yes. for writing the Cheers theme song. Oh, then yes, that's where I know oh, okay, him from. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm a huge fan of Cheers. Yeah, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. And then he also wrote the Punky Brewster theme song, which is... Big actually, fan I like, of Punky I like Brewster. that song more than the Cheers song, actually. Yeah. And he also wrote... Um, Mr. Belvedere song, but he didn't sing that. Mm-hmm. He sang those other two, actually. He sang Cheers oh, awesome. and he sang the Punky Brewster, but Leon Redbone did yeah. sing Mr. Mm-hmm. Belvedere, but he wrote it. Anyway, uh, but lately I've been kind of exploring his non-TV work yeah. and some of his music that he wrote as a music artist, you know, or as a, um, you know, as his own, in his yeah. own, for, under his own name or whatever. And so uh, I discovered this song called Goodbye, Goodbye Never Felt This Good. Ooh, I and like it already. It's, it's a just, great title. Yeah, it's it's just stuck in my head nonstop, yeah. you know? And for me, that's sort of my summer jam. Awesome. Is uh, just as a, as a spectator. Yeah. The, as a spectator sport is, uh, you know, listening to Goodbye has never never felt this good yeah. before. That sounds like the best kind of sport. It's good. It's a Everybody's great sport. Everybody's a winner. It's, it's Yeah, everyone wins. There's no losers. It's really good. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brent. Thanks yeah. for talking to us. Oh, yeah, thanks. giving it's, everybody a jam to listen to. So ch- yeah, check out Gary, check Port, out. Car- Gary Portnoy. Yeah. Goodbye, Never Felt This Good. And also, um, When the Night Ends is good, too. Ooh. That's another good one, When sounds the Night like Ends. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, and, thanks, Brent. Well, thank you. Great talking thanks. to you. Yeah. Take care. He's singing about crabs. Not the kind of crabs that you find in your hair, but the the kind of crabs you find on the beach. Classic crabs. Real crabs, red crabs. They came across a penis, and they didn't know what to do with it, so they pinched it. What? Hey, what's up? Who is... Oh, is it it Moshe... Moshe, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Moshe Kasher, stand-up comedian, up-and-coming, young comic... Moshe Kasher. Yeah, I'm not but, here to perform tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, I just wonder if I can make a request, like a joke. Oh, you like, want to request a bit of mine? Yeah, the crab thing was good, but like, I, I just, it's a joke I've been missing a little bit. Um, you know, you're, I, I, I do like to inspire the young comics of today, and I, I, I can see that twinkle in your eye that reminded me of when I was young. And what do you have in mind? I just I want to see the presidential impressions. The, presidential uh, does, impression. Honestly, you guys, he does the best presidential impressions of any comic I've ever seen. I, you know, look. I mean, I, I have, first of all, let me just say I haven't, I haven't done this bit in over seven years, and I, I feel like I've outgrown this bit at this point, and I feel like it's not even that funny. No, it's bigger. so fun. You guys want to see him do it? Yep. You want to see him do? I'm sure you 
it's in like uncanny. It's like you're in the. If you close your eyes, you're, don't close your eyes. But if you do, you're in the room with him. He think he wants me to do my presidential impressions bit, which I haven't done in over seven years. Presidential impressions. I used to do that. That used to be my my big bit. Um, Just do one. All right. If you guys want to see it too. All right. I'll do. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Do. Do Nixon. That one's my favorite. Nixon's great. Richard Nixon. All right. Richard Nixon. This is my Richard Nixon. Jesse. Jesse, what did you do with the money, Jesse? Jesse. Skyler. Skyler, what did you do with the money? Skyler. Skyler. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, what did you do with the money, Jesse? Jesse. That's Richard Nixon. I haven't, I haven't done this bit in over seven years. All right, so George W. Bush. George W. Bush. I'm going to be honest. This is a hard one, but I'll do it. I'll do it because for you, because you're a young up and coming comic. I'm a young buck. Young buck. He's known. He was actually known for. Uh, for uh, Chris Doritas' uh, Young Bucks comedy tour. Yeah, Young Bucks of Comedy. Young Bucks of Comedy, Chris Doritas. Yeah, Chris Doritas. Chris Doritas, KCRW's kid, Chris Doritas. Right? Yeah, All right. Fay, we had, uh, you, got, you had Lilith Fair. Remember, L- yeah, that was great. Um, you guys, that's when the Young Bucks went to Lilith Fair. That was the one year they did uh, comedy at Lilith Fair. So, all right, George W. Bush, fair enough. Mom, why are you going to be such a bitch? Oh, hi, Dad. Get wine back, you guys. Awesome. How are you doing? Very attentive in the front row. What did you do today? Anything in particular? Class. Class? Ooh, teaching or taking? Ooh, what kind of a class are you taking? Public health stuff. Does this have to do with bed bugs or mostly bed bugs? Oh, what'd you learn about the bed bugs? That they're disgusting and creepy, and why is that happening to us? Yeah. Anything else? Toxic avengery or anything like that? No. Okay, that's cool. Thank you for taking class about health initiatives and stuff like that. Wash your hands, guys. What did you do today? Anything spectacular or non-spectacular? No? Just came here? Yeah. Did you do anything before you came here? Oh, no. One-handed laundry is the worst. How... Are you okay? Even, even with the one-handed laundry, you still... But you still made it to a comedy show. What was that? Oh, you're right-handed. Yes. Was that, is that like a skateboarding or surf injury or like a hella skiing injury? I'm doing nothing. Oh no. I'm so sorry. Give it up for this gal. You did do one handed laundry though. And thank you for coming. Can I ask you what you did today? Nothing. Just watch Mad Men all day. Ooh, what season are you in? Season three. Ooh, season three, you guys. Don't spoil this guy. Here's one spoiler. They smoke a lot. That's going to happen. There's a lot of hot chicks on that show. Yep. Which one's your favorite? Peggy. Ooh. You guys, we got a Peggy. I like this.
Joan and sometimes Birdie, but man, you never get Peggy, and I love that about you, because Peggy is the best. She's a sister doing it for herself. Kind of, because it's the 60s, so she can't. She's not allowed. Still can't really these days. Anyways, anyway, we'll give it up for this guy, a Peggy. We found ourselves a Peggy. Oh, well, I'm really excited to bring this next guy up. He's in town uh, from Boston, which is a lovely little city. So you guys give him a nice warm welcome. It's his first time on the show. Give it up for Matt D, everybody. Hi. Nice to meet you. Real quick before we get started, is anyone here celebrating a birthday this year? My dad, he just celebrated a birthday. He's going through a bit of a midlife crisis right now. So, of course, he bought a bike. And it turns out it was actually the outfit, which is the most embarrassing because he has the leather jacket and the leather pants and the gloves, and he just looks ridiculous because it's a stationary bike. <laughs> um, even has a little sidecar so my mom can help him pedal. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about my parents lately and how they raised me. They disciplined in such different ways. Like, my dad was very straightforward and direct. He'd be like, come here, go to your room, you're grounded. My mom was very vague and abstract. Like, you do something wrong, nothing would happen. A couple weeks go by, you walk by her in the hallway, she grabs your shoulder and whispers in your ear, do you know what it feels like to be disappointed in something you created? I had a pretty rough childhood. I grew up around a lot of secondhand smoke from my mom's cooking. And uh, every Thanksgiving, she'd cremate the turkey, which was nice. Growing up, my parents were very strict about food. Like, at night, they would lock the fridge, and I'd be crying to get out. And um, <laughs> I, um, I ran for class president. I lost by two votes, which isn't a lot, unless you're homeschooled. So, like, a recount on that. Uh, when I was a kid, I discovered that I had a, a latex allergy. I kissed a balloon and my lips doubled in size. It doesn't really affect me as an adult. I just have to make sure I always wear latex condoms. Uh, I got run over by a limo. Took forever. I think the most important thing to remember when committing a murder-suicide <laughs> is the order. <laughs> yeah, I nailed that. Um, I guess I'll address it, because I can tell you can't stop thinking about it. I have posed nude for an art class. <laughs> it's actually uh, how I lost my job substitute teaching. <laughs> I am legally obligated to tell you that joke. <laughs> I feel bad for Eskimos on acid because they can't tell if their walls are really melting. Um, went to my dentist. My dentist does this weird thing where he'll ask me a question when his fingers are in my mouth. <laughs> so awkward. So I just started licking his fingers. <laughs> Now, the weird thing is he wants me to come in like six times a year. I don't know. 
what that means. Um, anyway, I've dated all kinds of women, as far as you know. And <laughs> I'm not good at dating. My longest relationship was nine months. Yeah, my mom carried full term. <laughs> Uh, I went through a bit of a dry spell for a while. I ended up getting a sex doll. It's very realistic. It talks. It just says, no thanks. <laughs> and it turns itself off. <laughs> I had trouble meeting women for a while. My buddy, he suggested that I join the gym. Yeah, because that's where I'm at my most impressive state. <laughs> the gym. Hi, nice to meet you. You want to spot me while I try to open the gym door? <laughs> just going for two reps in and out. Trying to get in better shape. My future goal is to be able to bench press my body weight. My current goal is to get down to 45 pounds. <laughs> Tried to eat healthy for a while. I thought I really liked trail mix. Turns out I just like M&Ms that play hard to get. <laughs> just to throw the chase to this guy. I'm seeing this girl now that I'm pretty crazy. But I actually met her online on uh, eBay. And... Um, <laughs> Got free shipping on that. <laughs> My girlfriend's fine. She wanted me to spank her during sex, but that's not how I was raised, so I just put her in timeout. <laughs> if you stay in there and you think about what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> she wanted me to talk dirty to her, because a lot of guys will do that. They'll talk dirty in the bedroom. They'll say stuff like, who is your daddy? I can't do that. <laughs> I'm too nerdy. I have to be like, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> My girlfriend and I, we get along pretty well. We fight sometimes. Well, only about big things, so, uh, which is okay because you've got to work those things out. Like Lately, we've been going back and forth on whether or not we want kids, and it's been so hard on our son. <laughs> such a baby. In all seriousness, my girlfriend, she is pregnant, and the scary thing is all the decisions you have to make before the baby even arrives. Like last night, my girlfriend, she brought home this book of names. We're trying to narrow down the father. <laughs> hey, those are my jokes. Thanks a lot for listening to me. Take care. Matt D., you guys keep it going for him. Awesome. We have two more comics left. Do you guys have it in your heart for the last two comics? The last two killer comics? Awesome. Well, I'm going to bring up your next one. She is uh, so funny. I love her to death. She's a writer on Fashion Police, and now she's writing on uh, Totally Biased, and you may have seen her on there. So you guys give it up for Eliza Skinner. Hey, Eliza Skinner. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So you've been in New York because you're an L.A. comic. You've been in NYC recently. Yes, I've been in New York for two months now, um, and I'm excited to be back here. It's nice to be back in L.A. They have no idea what to do with kale <laughs> or tacos. Yeah. So, so what are they eating if they're not eating those things? Because that's all that I ever eat. Here's the thing. They have the, these, like, um, make-your-own-salad bars in where you get to pick all the stuff. So at first, you're, like, mad with power. Yes. And then you ask for balsamic vinaigrette on it, and they give you a creamy Italian dressing, and it's just all shit. Ugh. You've just... 
So this is fascinating. They mayo bomb you. Yeah, yeah, well, it's good to know. Yeah. But uh, how's, like, the comedy life been in New York? Have well, you been... I, the show that I've been working on, uh, Totally Biased, has been working pretty long hours because we just mm-hmm. started doing a daily show. It was weekly. Um, so I had, for a while there, I wasn't able to get up that much. But in the last couple of weeks, I've been able to get up more. Um, it's been really fun. There are cool. a lot of great shows. A lot of the audiences are, are fun, but uh, a little different. And yeah. So that's kind of... How are they different? Um, I feel like L.A. audiences really like, um, in my limited experience of of New York, I feel like L.A. audiences really enjoy the... um, uh, off the cuff, kind of like mm-hmm. I'm just I'm here. I'm being just, me. I'm, I'm just being making it right raw, now. The rawest me. None of I this can. is written. And New York is like polish it up. Come on, yeah, give us right. your good stuff. It's all club sets all the time. I mean, it's a little yeah. bit more. It's they they they, they, they yeah they they're like you're rambling. Where's the yeah. joke? Get to the yeah. punchline. Yeah, well, that's funny. They're, they're all in a hurry. Come yeah. on, we got to make a train. We got to get to this <laughs> other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a friend out there who says he goes to like four mics a night. You can do that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. I have not been able to. To do that yet, yeah, um, I, and I don't know if I ever will. Uh, but I, I go. I tried to just if I get up every night, then I feel like yeah. I'm doing well. Um, I'm not a multiple, but I'll see those people roll into the show yeah. that I'm at, and I feel like a real asshole yeah. as soon as they roll in. Do they look haggard? Do they have no? Like, they're just like they're they're just a little they're bit just ready to go. They're, they're, yeah, they're no. windswept. They're, they're yeah. There's no no hard edges. They've yeah. all been worn down. It's like a comedy them. hobo. Yes, kind exactly. Of. Like they're very leathered, yeah. but in the wind way, not yeah. the sun way that we have in Los they Angeles. They get up and they talk about. Uh, uh, pornography and then, uh, and uh, Facebook and then they get off <laughs> yeah and then they just and they go tell somebody else <laughs> they grappling hook out of there mm-hmm. and then they go to another show well awesome so what should people be looking out for um, for Eliza Skinner they should be watching Totally Biased on FXX cool I loved your Ann Arbor character thank you yeah I'm uh, hoping to do more Ann Arbor stuff um, and yeah uh, I'm on Twitter at Eliza Skinner perfect awesome thanks Eliza yeah thanks have for having me have a good me. I think dogs actually do want vests because mine came with that jean jacket I was talking about. If I did a voice for my dog, it'd probably be like, oh, jean vest. I don't do voices for animals. It's not natural for me or the animal. Eliza was also talking about breakups. My last breakup was really intense. Uh, have you have you guys ever broken up with somebody like you go to you like come down to breakfast, look at them across the table, but guys make eye contact, you just go, no. <laughs> One of those. She moved out the next day and took the craziest stuff from my apartment. Number one, she took all my L word seasons, <laughs> except for five and six. There's some lesbians here, so that was just for them. <laughs> She also just burned three, you know, whatever. She took the good ones. She also took my shower curtain. Who takes a shower curtain? What kind of move is that? And then the last thing she took that confounds me to this day, she took all of my extension cords. (laughs) So it was in February, so I didn't figure that out until Halloween when I was uh, hanging my groovy ghoulies around the apartment. (laughs) Shit, this doesn't reach! It was a serious power move. <laughs> yeah. She liked it. Awesome. Are you guys ready for your last final amazing comic of the night? Awesome. You guys may have heard her on NPR's Snap Judgment. You guys give it up for Caitlin Gill.
everybody. Hi. Hi. I'm Caitlin Gill. I am a single lady. <laughs> I know I'm a happy one. I'm a happy single lady. It's like a unicorn. Beautiful but grotesque. Uh, I'm a happy single lady. I'm happy, uh, but I do remember sex. Uh, I remember sex fondly. Uh, I remember one time, one time I was doing it. I was having sex. Sexing it up. I was sweet love making. It's creepy when you're not into it, you guys. I got seven minutes. It can just be this. Just kidding, you can't last seven minutes. Uh, why does that always work? Why does that always work? I'm gonna. You, you, premature ejaculation is a myth. You cannot come too early for it to be a compliment. The only time is it's a problem is when that means that sex is over. It's no big deal. Just do it. We'll all high five. Like, I'll feel amazing. I'll feel incredibly pretty. You go to the bathroom, wash up, think about your dad, come back, finish me off. I'll wash up, think about my dad, and we can hold each other because we're vulnerable. I don't know. One time I was having sex. Uh, and the partner that I was coupled with, my man friend, the gentleman, he looked up at me, he looked up at me, and he said, he said, Caitlin! He said, talk dirty to me. He said, make it racist. <laughs> now here's the thing, when you are in bed with a black man, and he says, talk dirty to me, make it racist, that's, that's a one-word menu. There's one thing that he wanted me to say. And no, no, honey, no, oh, I just can't. Oh, no, honey, I can't. Oh, I just can't. No, we can watch Django later. That's fine. But I can't. I can't. It's not even that I won't. I can't. I can't. I'm a white liberal. I physically can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. But I didn't want to let him down. So I just, I reached out and I choked him a little bit. And I said, this is what I'm going to do to your economic opportunities for generations. Oh my God, I'm going to make sure you grow up in a neighborhood without supermarkets. So when you shop for groceries, you have to buy Funyuns. Oh my God, baby, think about it. If I died of natural causes right now, you'd spend the rest of your life in jail. Can I touch your hair? No, I'm gonna. And then I did. I touched his hair. And we both came. With liberty and justice for just the two of us. It was really nice. Uh, I'm a happy single lady, but I've, I've been even happier this year about the way marriage changed. That's great. If you want to get married, you should just get married. That's beautiful. Love's love. Love it up. I'm a happy single lady. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad at couples. Love your love. Love it all over. Marry whoever you want. It's going to be beautiful. That's great. Love it everywhere. Love it, you know, love it up. Love it. Do it in the road. <laughs> do it in public. PDA it. I'll watch. <laughs> nice watch. Not creepy watch. Come on. You know, like, oh. Not like... Oh. <laughs>
see how that's the same but different? It was the differences that were important. I'm just happy about the way that changed because I had a bit of a selfish motive in that too. I don't think that anybody who's opposed to gay marriage actually likes happy single ladies. Like I'm a single female of breeding age that's just opted out of the system. And they're not cool with that. None of those dudes. None of those dudes were yelling stuff outside of state capitals. Those dummies that... they'd gotten their way, uh, it would have been illegal to be a happy single lady with a cat. That's what would have happened. It would have only been legal in like eight states. I'd have to move to Vermont, where the only stores would be fancy Petco's, the only homes would be nice studios. They'd just give up, rename the state Etsy. Before I go, I did have, I did have an important question. I did want to talk to you. It's, it's been on my mind a lot lately. Uh, how am I still alive? <laughs> How am I still standing when for one-fourth, a full quarter of my adult life, I'm just bleeding? <laughs> Out of an open hole <laughs> in my body. Just, just And it's like a seven-day horror movie that I can't turn... Blah! Think about it. A fourth. A quarter of my adult life. That means one in every four times that I meet a new person and I look into their eyes as I reach out to shake their hand. It means my vagina is bleeding. That's just math. But I bring it up. I bring it up tonight because... Because it is not gross. It's not gross. And I want you to let go of that idea. I want you to let go of that notion. Ladies, free yourselves of that prison. Gentlemen, free us. Let us out of your red tent. <laughs> it's time. It's a burden, ladies, but it's our beautiful burden. And it's time to own it. The revolution is now. It's time to take the period back. It's time to do what I do. It's time to take your period natural. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Natural. When my moon is in its fullest house, my mind in its rage, but my body in its heat, I will fight with you, but we'll fix it by fucking. And then I want you to hold me. I'm feeling grumpy and needy right now. When finally, Mother Luna 
and the tides conspire to pull forth my monthly blood, I will flee your urban Babylon. Your steel cages are bringing me down. And I will run. I will run for the forest. And there I will be free. Wind in my hair, dirt in my toes. And when I tire, I will seize upon prey and I will tear their flesh asunder. And their blood will flow down my face and body symbolically and literally replacing the blood that I am losing. And when once more I feel my menses come to its close, when once more I make my monthly decision to not bring life into this world, for I have that power, I will go to the river. And there I will lay my ovum down. And the river will flow crimson with my blood in its natural course to the sea. And when it mixes with the sea's brackish waters, sharks will become frenzied and confused. They will move upstream, powered by my life's essence alone. And when your rivers flow with sharks, I will rejoin you. And I'll probably be in a way better mood, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Kayla Gill. Kayla Gill, you guys. Awesome. And just keep it going for all the comics you saw tonight. Rob Hume, Paul Shear, Eliza Skinner, Matt D., Brett Sullivan, Andy Kindler, and me, Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next Tuesday at 8. Awesome. Have a good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.